Hey everyone, welcome to the Sergeant Susie Show, a podcast about mamahood and raising well-behaved children who grow into respected adults. I'm your host, Kelly, and I'm here with my mom and co-host, Susie. All right, today's going to be fun. Now that we got our intro out of the way, mom is going to talk about some of the first advice she gave me as a new mom. And what was that advice? We were struggling over here. Oh, they were struggling with sleep. That's for sure. Or lack of sleep, I should say. (laughs) Sleep deprivation and all that mama guilt. You know what I'm talking about, mom. Everybody's been there. We're snuggling our babies to sleep. And where's the line, right? When is it too much? And when is it just right? Or or rocking them in chairs or sleeping with them, which you're not supposed to do. All that good stuff. And then here's what happens. They don't learn how to fall asleep. They learn that you're going to be there the whole time. And, you know, you don't want to have to be in their room till they're going to college so well and let me tell you all what was going on so it just seemed like a slow a slow he's with us now (laughs) it was a slow regression really like you know he he I would let him fall asleep at the breast and then I would put him in his crib already asleep (laughs) and and then later he would wake up a couple times overnight which you know after a couple times it starts to get pretty exhausting but um it started getting worse and worse that like the worst of it was he wasn't falling asleep in my arms or he'd wake up the second he touches the mattress of the crib and just screaming and screaming and so my I was worried that his teeth were coming in or that his tummy hurt and so of course I'm snuggling him to sleep and I ended up sleeping in his room Sorry about the mic noise. The little guy's grabbing it. Of course, everything is more fun when it's not his toy. Um, But yeah, so I was probably on a couple weeks of sleepless nights, lots of crying, husband's getting tired. You know, we're both exhausted. And that's a accumulation or cumulative effect is what I'm trying to say. When you're tired, man, a lot of other things start to fall apart. It also magnifies everything. Yep. 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 So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, sorry, I interrupted. I wanted to make sure you all know I'm going through what you've probably gone through if you have kids or and you're of, about to have kids. And of course I've been through it a long time ago too. So I'll start with, Ooh. oh, have I been through it? <laughs> so our host here, Kelly, she never slept when she was little. Um, when I say never slept, uh, let's see, when she was three, we went to a sleep disorder specialist because she was still getting up so much and it was still getting up between 15 and 20 times a night. And I'm counting a night when I went to bed and when I got up, which was way less hours than when she went to bed. So <clears throat> the hard lesson for me way back then, what I learned, they made me lock her in her room and let her cry because she was already old enough. She wasn't in a crib. She was in a bed. And let me tell you, it was really hard. Um, how old was I? Three. You were three when I, when we went to a sleep disorder specialist. And back then, we didn't have all the fancy things you have now, like video monitors. So when I shut her in her room, I couldn't see her. Well, forget even that. They've got apps now that tell you when your baby's ready for a nap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Well, we didn't have that either. <laughs> um, we had an eye hook. We had to put an eye hook on the door because she could open a doorknob, you know. So she'd be on one side of the door crying, and I'd quietly be on the other side of the door crying because it broke my heart to let her cry. Well, and really, that's just it's sleep training that happened too late. Yes, exactly, sleep training. Um, 
So we had gone through three years of, it was pretty much every 15 to 20 minutes she woke up crying for me all night, every night. So I, talk, I was very sleep deprived. So I learned that that's, you know, that's what you, you, you got to teach them how to sleep. So they need to, you can do the snuggling. You know, and I did tell Kelly and Adam this, you know, you can do the snuggling and you can have a routine where you read a book or whatever your routine is before you go to bed. But when it's time to go to bed, you get laid in the crib. The lights get cut back, and you say good night. I love you. See you in the morning, and you leave the room. As hard as it might be to do, and I'm still doing it wrong <laughs> because I'm still letting him fall asleep on me, and I carefully put him in the crib. And it's you know you can tell like you know if he's gone through some pretty rough nights, he has several great nights, but then very slowly. It comes back to he's going to wake up when I put him down or he wakes up an hour after I put him down. And what I really need to do is do a bedtime routine where I lay him down awake. Yep. Yep. I know. It's hard. Well, here's the other thing. Kelly can't have me babysit if he doesn't have a routine to go to sleep at night because I can't put him down like she does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If he's used to eating while he's falling asleep, he can't do that with me. So, yeah, he, yeah. see, she's just now telling me she's not doing the routine. <laughs> Fessing up here. Uh, truth bombs. <laughs> yep. But anyway, in the long run, it, it takes between a week to two weeks to really train them. Um, but then you got, you know, years of a kid sleeping good or the rest of their life sleeping good, knowing how to sleep. Even, it's terrible to say, but even rocking them to sleep in a chair, they don't learn how to put themselves to sleep, so. Yeah, I think they say, like, you're not even supposed to do, like, a shush machine. Like, I think nope. room noise is fine, but you don't want, like, the soothing. They they need to learn how to soothe themselves to sleep. And, and when they got that, they'll go to sleep anywhere for you. You can lay them down on a blanket when you're out somewhere and they go to sleep. You can... Be at your grandma's house, at your great grandma's house, at a friend's house, wherever. I used I used to wonder with the kids. Um, Kelly napped. She napped fine until we took naps away when she didn't sleep at night because we were trying to figure that out. But we could be at somebody's house and they'd be tired, and I'd just lay out a blanket and boom, down they'd be asleep. And I'd think, now what do they think when they wake up in the morning? I've picked them up, put them in the car, driven home. I mean, in their car seats, you know, driven home, put them in their beds. In their pajamas, the whole deal, and they wake up in their bed. Do they even know that they fell asleep somewhere else? Hmm. You wonder. I know. I don't remember. <laughs> Most people don't. <laughs> well, and uh, I think your doctor, was it your doctor? Someone cracked a joke about if you don't do this sleep training now when I was three, that I'm going to be leaving for college from my parents' bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What they, what they said was whatever you do, because she was dependent on knowing where I was, like, you know, every 15 minutes. Um, don't ever let her sleep in bed with you because, yeah, if you do, she'll be leaving for college every morning from your bed. But this is a reality for some parents, having elementary school age, even possibly middle school age children still sleeping in bed with them. And that means nobody's getting a good night's sleep. Exactly. And, you know, what damage is that doing to everyone? Yep. So sleep is like the most important thing, so... You can't function without it. And if you can't take care of yourself, which the mama needs sleep, you can't take care of everybody else. Now, you said it takes one to two-ish weeks, you think? With most kids. And yep. that's sticking to a routine. You want to talk about a routine sort well, of stuff? Well, yeah, everybody's routine is different. But, you know, um, 
I know you have a routine of he loves a bath, so taking a bath, but it could be taking your bath, then getting your jammies on, then sitting sitting with you and reading a book, and then going to bed. It doesn't have to be a it doesn't need to be a really long routine. You don't want to be taking two hours yeah. Yeah. every night that you're tied up with the, you know a mega long routine but they just have to know that this is the routine and and you don't want too much light in their room when they're sleeping you know just a little bit of light but they don't need they're not yeah, doing like anything yeah they're not doing anything but sleeping that's what they're supposed to be doing so well and i had something recently you know i i these i'll say the first seven months i was starting to feel really worried at night like he's not sleeping he's not staying asleep and is it because he's hungry i've feel extremely full in the morning and not at night. And so I read something recently that said, well, that's normal, duh. Like, you know, you, you build up all that milk overnight to give them their break fast, their break, their breakfast, you know, you're breaking the fast. And then I think about one of my mom's rules for the older grandbabies is if they want to drink before bed, it maybe is a sip or nothing. And the last thing we want is the kids waking up either because they have to go to the bathroom or because they wet themselves. And so I'm thinking, oh, you know, maybe nursing doesn't have to be the the last thing or the second or even the third to last thing we do during bedtime routine. I, I can tell if he's dehydrated or not. So I really probably should do something like bath time, nursing, bath time, pajamas, nursing, maybe a little bit of light play, a book, and then lay him down. Yep. Or maybe nursing should be the first thing and then a bath. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on how long that bath is, I guess. But, but yeah, it doesn't have to be the last thing. And he's not hungry during the night. Not at this point. He, he was when he was a couple months old because he wasn't eating as much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he, has a, he still has his soft spot with his age, of course. And so if I feel his soft spot, I can, if it's really low, I know he's dehydrated. So sometimes at night when he wakes up, it's really low. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe you are hungry and I'll let him eat and then other nights I don't do this too often but if he feels like it's flat and it's good I'm just like you're not hungry let me just leave you <laughs> yeah I I'd like to I think I've done that once I'll just leave you you're good <laughs> good to go <laughs> it's hard it's hard it's hard because... I mean even Adam my husband he went up to check on him the other night and Adam just went to adjust him because his head was right up against the the footboard of the um the crib and we were worried he was hitting his head and as adam was adjusting him he like pulled himself in and clung to him and adam's heartstrings ripped <laughs> sorry i'm laughing because charlie's trying to get to the roadcaster <laughs> sound stuff um but yeah it's it's really hard i and have to say well, yeah. that's why at almost nine months old i'm still feeling <laughs> a little bit no you're doing you're doing great it's hard it's hard um it's hard to it's hard to let a kid cry i remember um our, our doctor, when my kids were little, um, and we were going through none of the sleep, none of the sleep, he said, it's not going to hurt them to cry. It'll strengthen their lungs. Now, I don't know if that's true. Oh, God, I don't need this kid to have stronger lungs. <laughs> but He's it, already talking louder than me. <laughs> but it, it helped me a little bit to, for the doctor saying it's not going to hurt them to cry a little bit, you know, because they do have to learn. Yep. Well, gosh. I think, can you think of anything else to add advice for people or funny stories related to sleep struggling? Well, there's, there's different st sleep stuff when they get older. I don't know if you want to get into all of that kind of we stuff. We probably save that for a future episode. We'll keep this one a little short. Yep. Well, so with that episode ish one or two, I don't know if this is one or two, it doesn't really matter, uh, has come to an end. Sergeant mm -hmm. Susie. Well, let me just say. 
have a good night's sleep. Oh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thank you so much for choosing the Sergeant Susie show for your entertainment today. We'd like to see you back here for our next episode. Like and subscribe to The Sergeant Susie Show on our various social platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And tune in for future episodes on your favorite podcast app, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. Be sure to visit us online at www.sgtsusie.com to dig deeper into our story and to submit your burning questions, which we are eager to feature on the show. Thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to sharing our next episode with you soon. Until then, happy parenting. Please note that the views and opinions expressed by the host and guests of this podcast, The Sergeant Susie Show, are their own and do not reflect the views or opinions of any agency or organization they may work for. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended to provide professional advice and should not be taken as fact or used for commercial purposes.